Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. We open on an absolutely jacked man working on his bike. Fluffy, what are you up to this morning? I'm just working on my bike here, repairing it. One of the mufflers was a little, you know, kind of coming off, so I decided to put it back on. Might take it out for a spin later, I don't know. So you run a shop out of your house, yeah? That's right, right here in my garage. Business It's actually been doing pretty well, which I find a little irritating. I'd prefer it to be a little slower so I have to deal with less people. But, you know, I guess they uh, need their bikes repaired and their vehicles, so what am I going to do? Say no? Of course not. I'll, 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 I'll work with their machines as long as I don't have to work with them. Well, I hate to inform you, but you hear the sound of money as at your door at this very moment you hear a... Oh, God. <sighs> what? Yes, it's uh, Fluffy's the, the bike shop. Yeah, you're talking to Fluffy. What could I do for you? Um... I, I I got a bike that needs fixing. Do you uh, what what are prices like here? <sighs> what do you got? I, hey, I I got caps if you want them. How many? It's cosmetic issue more than anything. So, two hundred caps. Deal. Bring your bike to the back for me. Cool. Uh, business been good lately. It's been uh, it's been fine. Yeah, I suppose. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Harry, hey. How are you holding up uh, with the whole tax thing? Sir, listen, I'm here to take your bike, repair it, and move you on your way. The less questions, the better, all right? All right, and as he turns around, you're still in the doorway of your house. As he turns around, you see this massive truck. You don't see a bike anywhere. And he walks up to the truck and bangs on the door, and he says, All right, Hive. This is the place. What's going on here? We cut to the inside of this truck's cabin as we see Hive begin to walk out. Slender man in a gas mask as he steps out of the truck. Hive, you greet your associate, Bit, who you have just led to Fluffy's bike shop. I'm going to pull out my shotgun. not going to aim it at anyone, but I'm just going to hold it in my arms. I'm going to say, what the hell is he doing here? (laughs) You're going to need a lot more than that to get rid of us, buddy. I doubt it. Hive, you work for the friendly neighborhood warlord, Mad Dog. Mad Dog is known for taking a cut of any business in the area. Uh, 50% to be precise. And word has gotten around that someone has been running an illegal business out of their garage and not paying their taxes. So what's that, Fluffy? What's you got back there? This is my house. What do you want? Uh, you know the rules now. It's Tuesday. It's collection day. And it looks like you've got a little business back there. Am I right? I'm going to give you ten seconds to get off my property and go back wherever you crawled out of. And I aim my shotgun at him. Are you attempting to intimidate him? Yes. So why don't you go ahead and give me a manipulation roll? So give me a roll plus hot. Eleven. Wow. So on a ten plus, you are very convincingly holding your shotgun up to hive. Bit is off to the side, hand down to his revolver. This is so effective. If Hive goes along with you, he won't mark experience. If Hive refuses, you get to erase one of the stat highlights, so reducing the possibility for progression. So, Hive, how do you respond? 
Oh, Fluffy, you don't want to go down this path. We'll be back, and there will be more of us. Uh, I'm walking with Bit back to the truck to leave back to base to get back up. And so you begin to get in the truck and you see Bit pulls a revolver out from the holster, holds it in the left hand as he hops back into the truck as well. He has this like very, very scruffy, it's not even five o'clock shadow, it's like eight o'clock shadow. And this like very grungy hair and these pale gray eyes. And as he hops in, he looks out at you through the window. He spits and the truck starts up and begins to take off. Fluffy, what is your next course of action? I am going to get on my bike, and I'm going to start heading towards the fop bucket as fast as I can. As the truck kind of clears and the dust begins to settle, we then see a chopper just out the other direction towards the fop bucket. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next, we cut to the juice. Juice. Where are you? What are you up to today? First of all, would we say that the clientele at the FOP is like more upscale or is it just like a dive? You tell us, Ficon. We have a very variable clientele, uh, but uh, I would say we mostly serve uh, populations that uh, look for something off the beaten track. We, we, are, we are not uh, catering to, uh, uh, how you say, um, the masses. We are a very uh, specified uh, clientele. So I'm probably, like, somewhere in the back of the flop, like, running some information for somebody, like, talking to people. Because usually the, the kind of people who are interested in the kind of stuff that the flop represents usually have a little bit more money, but have a little bit more eccentric tastes. So we cut to one of the back rooms of the flop bucket, a sort of nightclub establishment of sorts, a little grungy inside, but rather nice considering the overall state of the world, yes? And we cut to the back room where we see the juice. A man in a long sleeve button-up shirt, sleeves rolled up, the tie is kind of mangled and dirty as he's working at a table. And Juice, you hear a commotion outside in the main room of the fop bucket. Excuse me, I'll be right back. Like, peek my head out, see what's going on. Cool, and as you enter the main floor of the fop bucket, it is early afternoon, so not necessarily prime business hours right now, and we see the Maestro D, Vicon Swan. Vicon Swan. What were you up to right before this happened? 
I was in my uh, personal secretarial office uh, going over the books, making sure that everything was balanced and that I had the payment ready because I know that Tuesday is collection day. Okay, remind me what you're dressed like. It's early afternoon, so I think I would be in a nice pair of uh, culottes and a, uh, a lovely frock coat with a lovely lace trim on the sleeves and a very full skirt to the coat in the back. So I have to kind of flick it up whenever I sit down. Okay, and so we see Viconsois in this fancy getup kind of rush out of the office having been doing the collections at the same time. There's a little bit of illicit business going on here, of course. Juice, it's not necessarily a big secret amongst your business associates that uh, the 50% that you give up is not exactly quite 50%. But it is thanks to your, let's say, savvy bookkeeping that businesses such as the Fop Market can come to be because you have that extra capital to invest and, and resources to provide. However, at this moment, Juice, your business associate, and Vicon, the man who essentially fronted for the, the loan for the opening of this establishment, Fester, stumbles in the front door, absolutely beaten and bloody. <laughs> Mon dieu, Fester! No, 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 please. Vicon will run over to Fester and take him to a booth nearby. And like, Fester, uh, what on earth happened? Are you alright? You see him in the booth, and he has this already swollen purple eye, busted lips, his nose is off center, basically, and he's gasping very. What? What? <coughs> I need a glass of water immediately. And Antonio runs to the back from one of the jugs, right, in, in this radiated world. Uh, water is actually a, quite a precious resource. You charge more for it than you charge for alcohol at this point. But he, he desperately pours out a glass and brings it, and uh, you see Fester kind of reaches for it with both hands, trembling, and tries to down some of it. Some of it spills down his chin and onto his shirt. I reach out my hand to help steady the glass as he brings it to his lips. There we go, and, and he drinks, and he goes... <laughs> Mad dog, he knows. <coughs> what do you mean he knows? He knows. What are you him. talking about? Juice. He knows about juice. Juice. How could he have known about this? I mean, everybody knows about the juice. I mean, I'm the juice. What does he know? He knows that you owe him money. You dumb bastard. <coughs> juice. You said that he would take care of this in the books. That there was not going to be a problem. If this I comes did, back on this me, this shouldn't be a problem. A bookkeeping is flawless. I don't even know how you find out. Juice, what businesses have you invested in lately? Somebody wanted to start like a hair care thing. So I invested in that. Who runs the salon? Courtney. As he kind of gains his composure a little bit better, Fester, who is like sprawled out on the seat, now begins to seat himself a little more upright and he breathes deeply and he goes, <sighs> Court. <sighs> they came to collect from Court. <coughs> court. She didn't have enough and she squealed. <laughs> that bitch. This is going to be a major problem if we do not take care of this very delicately. He's going to want to know about every business you've invested in. And that includes me. God damn it. The, the books are fine. We could just say that Courtney's lying or whatever. She's covering her own ass. I mean, like, Hive is a scary dude, isn't he? I hope you can explain that away when they show up here. Show up here? They're coming. She told them everything. 
They know you're operate out of here. <laughs> I'd start burning those books if I were you. You know what? I don't think I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back and we can like run to where the books are. Okay, and you run to the books as we cut back to Hive. Hive, you are in a truck arriving at this kind of big compound. It is likely some sort of old warehouse from the before times that has been expanded into almost this fort with fencing and industrial shipping containers that have been hollowed out and carved to make additional buildings within the compound and uh, almost battlements on the fort. And uh, you pull in as Bit puts the, the truck in park. And what are you doing? I will go to whoever, if, if it has to be the warlord himself, then yeah, but whoever would be in charge of allowing me access to, I think, a few truck worth of men. Like three trucks full of henchmen. You enter one of these kind of makeshift buildings. It's been constructed almost like when you see a set for like a play half in construction. You can still kind of see all the supports. There's a lot of that and rough welding and then built atop of those hollowed out shipping containers. And you head up to what is essentially an office and Grunt is up there. And Grunt is kind of your commanding officer here. Yeah, what do you want? All right, listen, mate. I've got some uh, irritable clients. All right. And I'm having a bit of trouble. And basically, if we need to get work done, they need to take me more seriously. So I'm looking for about three trucks worth of men. Okay, yeah. Who's the client? Uh, it's Fluffy. He's not complying. Who the fuck's Fluffy? Fluffy, uh, he started a nice little business in the back of his garage. And, um, well, he's not paying his dues. You want three truckloads of men? For one asshole? Well, I've got other runs to make, I've heard. You got uh, a gun, don't you? Shoot the bastard, the fuck's wrong with you? I don't have a gun, actually, funny enough. What? Um, Here, take one. Why the hell are you running around without a gun? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, what did he give me? Uh, He gives you a revolver. You got bit with you, don't you? Alright, what have I got other runs to make, mate? Yeah, do your weird brain shit, asshole. Freak him out. I can't do that. Against. I can't spare three truckloads of men for one little bike shop. Very well. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get a few more men then. <sighs> I need a posse, mate. I can't do it with just me and him. All right, I can give you a... And uh, he, he puts on little, like, grandma reading glasses and starts <laughs> flipping through, uh, like, a ledger. And he goes, no, all right, we gotta... Yeah, I can give you... Noel, and I can give you Rourke. Noel and Rourke. Yeah. That'll do nicely. Arm them, please. All right. Hey, if I'm sparing two men, we're going to need more than 50%. What do you need? 75, at least. Hell, take all of it if you can. Well, yeah. Yeah, we, hey, but we, we don't want to scorched earth it either, you know? He needs to keep producing. Long, long-term investments. Well, I do have to make a trip down to the fault bucket later. I can make make up the expenses with that then. And as you're saying this, you see a little woman who is like maybe four feet tall, very slender, in a little biker's vest, knocks on the hollow like tin walls. And Grunt goes, uh, hold up. Yeah. And uh, she walks in and like leans in and whispers into his ear. Goes, <sighs> okay, uh... Tell you what, I can give you Nolan Rourke, but uh, you're gonna have to make a stop by the Fop Bucket as well. Gonna need you to expedite that one. That's, that's what I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, 
Don't fuck this one up, okay? Okay. Well, cheers, mate. Thanks for all that. All right. Hey, Sammy, go get uh, go get Nolan Rourke. Send him, send him over to a uh, hive over here. And the little woman whispers back into his ear, and runs up. All right. The fuck out of my office. And I leave with a bit. You do so. Meanwhile, we cut back to the thought bucket as we see Fluffy arriving on a chopper. Fluffy, what do you do? I'm going to burst through the front doors and I'm going to shout, Where's my favorite nightclub host at? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Arnold? Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's the sound I love to hear. Fluffy, I cannot believe uh, you. I was not expecting you until much later tonight. I thought you had work today. Vic Ansoin, how you doing, gorgeous? Oh, I'm doing well. I mean, I'm doing as good as I can or as bad as I can, depending on who it is. Ow! Uh, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Now, listen, the reason I came a bit early today is I've got a bit of a situation back at my place. Hey, what kind of a situation? Mad Dog and his uh, his favorite little stick bug, the Hive, is uh, they finally came knocking looking to collect from me. I've tried to avoid them for a while, but it looks like they finally tracked me down in the little business I've been running. So I was wondering if you could spare maybe a few of your best people to come help me out and uh, defend my property. Now... Fluffy, you know how much I love you, and you are absolutely my favorite person in the world, but unfortunately, we are having a bit of a situation of ourselves with the collection day today. Uh, what happened? Oh, mon cher, I cannot, how you say, um, the initial investment that was placed in here by the juice uh, was not exactly um, on the books. So uh, that uh, it looks idiot. like there's going to be... I, I, I just take uh, what I can and uh, make something pleasurable for everyone involved. But, you know, uh, it is a very complicated situation at this point in time. Unfortunately, I just cannot spare any of the muscle or protection that uh, I normally perhaps would be able to give you. But uh, in the meantime, uh, did you want me to arrange for anyone to uh, uh, meet with you, uh, perhaps, uh, this uh, fine afternoon? That, that won't be necessary. Listen, Vicon, first of all, if that juice is giving you any troubles, just call me up. I will be more than happy to teach him a lesson, all right? Oh, no, 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 mon cher. It is a... He has been nothing but wonderful. It is, it is a small mistake. And you know what? I have been meaning to save to perhaps look into some expansion of the business, but I think I should perhaps have enough of that initial. I have to check with him to see exactly how much we are supposed to be owing in addition to what we normally owe. But I think that perhaps we can make it work. I'm just, oh, goodness me. Listen. I understand you're stressed by what's going on here, but it looks like we can help each other out of this situation. We're both in a similar problem here. Why don't we go back over to my place with a few of your best fighters and we'll deal with this problem all together. Get rid of the hive, get rid of Mad Dog, just put an end to it all. Oh, Fluffy, you know, I admire your spirits and your tenacity, but uh, we are not fighters here. We are, we are lovers. We are performers, we are artists. While I appreciate you thinking of us when you are in trouble and you will always have a special place in my heart, I just do not think that we are in a position to help you in that kind of a way, my friend. And I think that there are uh, other ways that we can uh, perhaps uh, assist you out of this situation. You know, um, Mad Dog has uh, 
every once in a while been known to uh, take alternative payments for certain things. So uh, <sighs> I am hoping that I might be able to uh, work something out. And then you see Vicon just kind of adjust the uh, clothes that he's wearing and dust himself off to make himself look even more presentable than he already did. I, uh, there's a shiver that runs down my whole body. Roll plus hot. <laughs> that would be an 11 for hot. <laughs> Fluffy, there is something irresistible going on directly in front of you. Oh, yes. You're, you're having a hard time. I'm going to say... Oui. Your getup is so attractive that I will give you plus one forward for the next time you attempt some sort of seduction roll of sorts. As this is happening, we cut to the back office where the juice is desperately looking through the books and we see Fester slowly walking his way towards the back. Juice, what are you up to? I'm like, papers flying, trying to like dig out the books and figure out anything that they could probably pick out and see that it was wrong. Because on paper, they should not be able to see how much money we actually made. So roll plus sharp for me. Nine. Okay, that is a hit. So you have a number of questions you can ask. Your options are, where's my best escape route slash way in slash way past? Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position? Who's in control here? So I guess which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Hmm. I'll tell you this. You look through the books and assuming that their record keeping is as good as yours, they have a exact figure at how much liquid funds are available to you based on the fact that you've been giving them 50%. So you know that from the investment in the nail salon, they can do the math and put it together that, yeah, he definitely didn't have this kind of capital if he was paying his taxes fairly. But you could potentially offer the business to them as a sort of payment because the people you loan to are indebted to you and you are now indebted to someone else. And so you can kind of just reclaim the whole asset and give it to them as a potential option. It may open you up to further investigation, but it may also hold them off for some time if it's a big enough asset. As this dawns on you, Fester appears in the doorway wheezing. <laughs> what are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, they're probably on us. I think maybe if I give them like a business or two, that'll probably hold them off. You know, a, a lot of this isn't even like money. It's favors that we've called in from other people to help give them like things and places to spot. So maybe we can play off that. And if they really need, like we could just give them the hair salon or somewhere else. Maybe that'll hold them off for a bit. If it's the best we can do, then sure. I think that's our best option. It's either that or try to run, but I don't <laughs> you know how that works out. Meanwhile, back at Fluffy's, we see a large industrial truck pull up. Ah, I'm not there. Hive, you step out of the seat. Bit steps out of the driver's seat. And so both of you are rather leaner. You're this very slender man. Bit is like average size, you know, good build, but still lean. And then out of the back of the truck, we see Noel and Rourke come out. And Noel is this man with this big braided bright orange hair that runs down his back and a really long coatee. And Rourke is this extremely muscular woman 
who you know how uh, how people do the undercuts like they shave the sides of their head mm-hmm. she does the opposite and shaves the top of her head into like a Danny DeVito but then has very <laughs> long hair that drops down to her waist <laughs> <laughs> and you see both of them all of you kind of walk up to the front door and Noel the big buff dude with the long goatee and the braided hair begins banging on the door going And you hear no response. Hive, what do you do? I'm gonna speak with someone very special to me and see what they can tell me about the current situation. Are you attempting to open your brain to the world's psychic maelstrom? I am. Okay, so tell me what this looks like. As we see the two buff people, they're like banging on the door, taking turns, going... Like, one does the fist, and then the other one does the fist. Uh, And you see, Bit kind of looks at you going, like, you've seen this routine before from the meatheads. Open up, motherfucker! Yeah, open up! Bit is getting really annoyed, and he kind of gives you uh, a glance, and he's like, oh. Oh, he's doing the thing. (laughs) And... Tell me what this looks like. I've put uh, two fingers to his uh, his right temple, and he just starts vibrating very quickly and violently, attempting to make contact with mother. Roll plus weird. Mother. Oh my god. So that's a ten, I believe. It's ten. On a ten plus, the MC gives you good detail. So... As you kind of begin vibrating, we see through your eyes as even though your eyes are closed, you still see the world around you. But suddenly it's like it's very grayscale with maybe just tints of blue and lots of visual static as you kind of reach out. And then the detail of the world fades away and you enter this like field of of sensory Uh, junk almost things assaulting you you can literally see the radiation from the nuclear wars that left the world in this shambled state and you reach out and you see your mother and mother says yes son (laughs) welcome back how can I help you sounds like another mother that I know (laughs) a nasty one (laughs) mom is there any traps I need to worry about before I go invade in this little habitat? Fluffy, are there traps? Oh, yeah. All over. Yes, there's a tripwire just past the door. Make sure your meathead friends don't blow it up. However, my, my son, I think it's imperative that you know he's not there. Right, but is his money there? Yes, it's, uh... It's beneath the bikes. There's a, a a little trap door you can go into. It's all there. And what's your safest way there, Mum? Ah, uh, well, he booby-trapped the opening, but he forgot to booby-trap the actual garage. Oh, that would be your mother. Thank you again. Goodbye, son! As the visual static, it's like TV static, right? It's very abstract. You kind of see your mother's face in it a little bit. You see, like, the waveforms of her voice as she talks to you. And then you kind of begin to zoom back out, and the static comes together to form what looks like the real world. And then it looks perfect with you know, staticky, and you open your eyes and you're suddenly back in the real world. And Bit looks at you and goes, what'd you learn? Stop banging on the door, one, my friend. But I like banging on the doors! Open up, motherfucker! 
If you want it to bang on a door, love, you should try the garage, because that one ain't booby-trapped. And that's where the money is. Oh. Okay. And <laughs> and you see both Noel and Rourke go up to the garage door, and they squat like they're about to do a deadlift, look at each other, and then in uniform motion, you see they activate that posterior chain, they squeeze the glutes as they lift that big garage door up and throw it, and it swings open. And you see a relatively empty garage. Under the bikes, there's supposed to be a trap door. Does anybody see one? Oh! Right here. And he pulls out this canvas, like, tarp that's meant to catch oil while you're working. And beneath it, you see a big hatch. And Bit lifts it open. And inside, you see a few uh, loose bags with tons of bottle caps. Rock, no, take the money, and Bit, leave a little note, right? Thanks for your cooperation, and stick it on the front door. He begins looking around and grabs a little sticky pad and writes, Thanks for your cooperation. I'm assuming he spells it with a S-H-U-N for cooperation. He writes T-H-X for U-R-Q-P-R-A-T-O-N. <laughs> Thanks for your cooperation. <laughs> and he sticks it on the door and he looks very pleased like a little kid putting his uh, his drawing on the fridge. Ah! <laughs> uh, hey! Should we, uh, should we take the tools too? Uh, can I see if they look like booby-trapped or anything? I guess roll plus sharp. Ooh, okay, six. As far as you can tell, they're fine. <laughs> Love, there's a lot of booby-traps in the house. Um... <laughs> I don't want to risk it, and I think we've got plenty at, at base. We've got another stop to make as well. Oh, yeah? What's that? It's your favorite. <gasps> the fog bucket. Oh. Oh, what were you going to say? I thought it was going to be Weenie Hut Seniors. <laughs> <laughs> if that goes well, love will take you there, too. Okay. <laughs> and they begin lugging out these big, like, Santa Claus rucksacks of bottle caps in here. As they throw them in the back and then hop in uh, and then spit. And the two of you hop up in the truck. Hey everyone, it's Giancarlo Herrera, your DM here with a few quick messages as usual. I hope you're enjoying Wasteland. This was our first real foray kind of outside of D&D. Um, we played it using Powered by the Apocalypse's Apocalypse World. Links in the description if you want to check it out. We think it was a ton of fun, and we're really hoping to come back to it or other systems like it at some point in the future. So let us know what you think about it. Today's episode is again brought to you by our patrons. Thank you to Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, John Mitchell, Kevin Dubberlet, Terrence Knox, Victoria Madrid, and Greta and Beignet. Thank you all so much for the support. If you're interested in supporting the show and becoming a patron, there has never been a better time to do so. Right now, you get access to the first three episodes of Season 3, Your Honor, which premieres next week. Additionally, we've started playing other non-D&D games like this one, and we are recording them as patron bonus content. So if you want to hear us having fun in more wacky games like that, or even exploring the D&D source material books, beginning with Lost Minds of Fandelver, we have a bunch of new series coming to our patrons. That said, I want to give you all one last sneak peek of your honor before it premieres. In this clip, the group is mid-investigation and attempting to talk to a rather uncooperative wizard. Enjoy. 
I've not left my tower in many years. Well, your tower must have a beautiful view of those farming fields. Did you happen to be looking out the window and see anything suspicious? Wouldn't you like to know? I certainly would. I said, I said I certainly would. And, and. Sucks to suck. What are we sucking? <laughs> the, wow. the knocker on the door blushes. Oh, my good. I, what a crafty little spell you have with this knocker, my goodness. Do they come in a set, just like a nice set of knockers? Ha! Knocker, hardly know her. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, if you like that, please consider becoming a patron so you can get access to the first three episodes of Your Honor early, right now, along with our post-game discussions after the Drimbus, bonus content, and until the end of June 2021, if you sign up at the $20 or higher tier where you get exclusive merch, you will get a free Drimbus phone case, which is only for patrons and will not be available after June. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just take uh, cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. She's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Meanwhile, everyone at the Fop Bucket, what's going on? The con, you know, we've wasted enough time here. You you charming me and seducing me and all. They've probably already come and looted my whole place already. So I might as well stick it out here and try to guard your little nightclub and just fight them off when they get here. You, I might get that battle here whether you like it or not because I'm taking my money back if they got a hold of that. Certainly anything else. Wait, Fluffy, I... I... You you know, of course, you are always welcome to stay with us as uh, as long as you desire. 
but uh, I would very much prefer if you do not start any fights. Uh, perhaps we can come. To, we, let us try to come to some other form of arrangement. I I do not want uh, my establishment uh, the getting any sort of uh, reputation, at least not uh, that kind of reputation. <laughs> Fine. Then my only compromise here is have you and the juice distract them when they get here. Well, I try to scope out and see if they took any of my shit. Uh, th- that is fine by me uh, because you will be doing it independently outside, uh, away from me. Because uh, <laughs> I just do not want to. Uh, I love you, but I do not want to put any sort of risk. Uh, I have a lot of responsibilities to my performers here and uh, the establishment in general. So uh, I understand. I'd hate to bring you trouble too. So just. All I ask is you give a little distraction. Mon cher, but of course. And I reach up and I just stroke his cheek very tenderly. Damn, can't say no to you. I know uh, sometimes it's good to go into a uh, into a battle uh, or a reconnaissance mission uh, with a clear head. Is there any uh, thing I can do to help clear your head? God, how long's the drive from my place to here? Uh, 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes. Go. <laughs> Uh, But of course, my friend, and I take him by the hand and I lead him to my office where I have a a private uh, space that can uh, unfold from the wall. Okay, you take Fluffy into the back and we see the curtains close and the steamy music play and little hearts come out from underneath the curtains. Y'all getting it on? I hope so. That was my intention. So what happens now? Because I believe most people have something that happens. Okay, if you and another character have sex, you take plus one forward at your option. They take plus one forward too. That's my special. So by having sex with Fluffy, uh, should Fluffy choose, both of you will get plus one on your next roll. Or it could just Fluffy if you're not satisfied. I guess it can just be for you. I'm very satisfied. Juice, what are you doing in the back while they're getting it on? <laughs> Probably like making calls to people, like calling in favors and like calling in debts to try to get up as much money as possible. And maybe like see if I could get some kind of like help. Why don't you give me plus cool? Because this is a very tense situation as you assume that people are on their way to you. Let's see if you can kind of maintain your composure enough to propose a a very safe sounding business deal to try and raise these funds. So give me give me a little taste of one of the conversations and then give me that roll. Donnie, baby, how you doing? How's your mom? Is she good? Yeah, she, yeah, she's good. That's good to hear. Um, so she's doing well in the hospital. Everything's stable. Yeah, well, you know, she's uh she's coming home with us tonight, but it's it's still not certain. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, my condolences. It's radiation poisoning for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the world. What are we gonna do about it? You know. Is your husband around by any chance? My my husband? Uh yeah, Georgie. Is, yeah! is George, Oh okay, Jeff, Georgie. Jeff, Jeff Georgie? Georgie! I, I don't know which one. It, there's, a, there's been so many. Oh uh, yeah, both both of them are here. Jeff and Georgie are there. Yeah. Great. See, the thing is, I kind of I'm kind of in a situation right now. And I was wondering if they could um come help us out, you know. Um somehow, <laughs> oddly enough, um Courtney, you know Court. Um Yeah. She um kind of spilled the beans on a little bit of our operations uh, and, uh, mad dogs a little um a, a little perturbed yeah <laughs> to say the least so i was just wondering if jeff Wait, are, are we are we gonna 
be okay. You guys should be fine. I was just wondering. Okay, if, like, well, you know, Jeff's Jeff's uh, um Jeff's uh, Scorpion grooming service. We can't afford for that to go under. <laughs> yeah, I mean, scorpions are very precious creatures, and we yeah. absolutely need them. I was wondering if um they wanted to come by. And you know what? If you had some of that scorpion poison laying around, maybe we could use some of that as well. If they want to just come uh come on down and like help us out a little bit, I think. Uh, um, do you do you want to talk to Jeff and Georgie? Please, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, hold up, wait. Georgie, you've made enough tires for the... Come it here, Jeff. Tires. Georgie, come here. Uh, hello? Uh, uh, Georgie? Hello? Si, soy Jorjito. <laughs> it's me, Juice. Juicy, baby. Ah, Jorjito. Como esta? Jorjito. I'm good, I'm good. Um, hey, I, I'm here too. It's it's me, Oh, Jeff. what's up? What's up, Jeff? How you doing, Hi. man? How's the business? The Scorpions doing you good? Yeah, man. Hey, people are really loving the whole pet scorpion thing that was a good idea man i mean you're welcome you know there's a reason why they call me the juice you know oh, oh but anyway guys i was wondering so i'm in a little bit of a of a pickle and i was wondering if you guys could come down and help me out uh there's a couple of uh brutes on their way to you know talk to me about a couple of my business ventures that weren't exactly um on the books per se uh so i was wondering if you guys could maybe come help us out or maybe if you had a little extra uh scorpion poison that you're not necessarily needing like anything can help really i, I could maybe make it out tomorrow see the thing about that is um though we might not see tomorrow if you catch my drift um, uh, how much do you need um how much can you spare <laughs> not much but you know how, how deep in the hole are you looking roll plus cool Nine. Listen, Juguito. I can give you a uh, hundred caps. Yeah, that's that's about what I can do. I I, I know we're, we're technically still in debt to you, but also like I, I you know I, I can't let the business go under, man. So. Yeah, you know I, I get it. I get it. I understand. This comes first, you know. Hundred caps. Hey, I can I can get them to you tomorrow, but consider me good for it. You know, but, but write it down on the books, and uh, we'll you know two hundred between the two of us. Tomorrow, huh? Yeah. So okay. Um, um, I hope you guys are doing well. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Alrighty. Talk to you later. And as you are hanging up, you hear the sound of a truck approaching. Shit. You now have two additional barter. So, Hive, what's the strat? I think before we get out, I'm gonna speak with Mum once again to tell me what's in the building. So that is an eight. So you open your mind to the psychic maelstrom again. You work your way through the fuzz and you find your mother. <laughs> and Mum says, Oh. Welcome back, son. Mum, what can you tell me about uh, the establishment that I'm in front of currently? I'm having a hard time seeing through the static, but it just looks like a bunch of people with dicks in their hands. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I I sense a little danger, actually. I'm not quite sure from where, but I do feel some danger. Mm, Pleasure as always, Mum. Take care. Goodbye, son. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bit. I'm going to leave you to watch the truck. And I think Rock and uh, Noel, I think you two are coming with me. We're just going to make a collection, hopefully, but just in case, I might have to get work my way inside. <laughs> uh, easy, love, easy. <laughs> and you see, like, the veins bulging. <laughs> 
and uh, we're gonna w- make our way to the front door, and I'll let him uh, knock at the door. All right, and Noel uh, walks up to the door right as we see Fluffy and Vicenceau emerging from the office, sweat on their brows, clothing <laughs> a little undone. You hear. That's my cue to get the hell out of here. I'm going to start sneaking out the back. <laughs> oh, won't be the first time you've snuck around the back. <laughs> Vicon, like, kind of just, like, finishes, like, wiping a, a finger over his lips just to get any uh, leftovers out of the way. Um, uh, and then Vicon will uh, go to answer the door. Oh, bonsoir, bon bruit. How are we today? Swan, I'll miss you, love. How you been, mate? Oh, hi. It is a pleasure to see you. Are you here for business or pleasure? Mm. Or perhaps a little of both, my old friend. Stop. Well, you know what day it is, right? Oh, but of course, it is Tuesday collection day. I have your payment sitting on my desk. It's all ready to go, my friend. Beautiful. Just bring it on down and uh, we'll be out of your hair. So, we see Viconsoin go up to get the payment. While, Fluffy, you are sneaking around back. So what's going on there? All right. I could see the truck. I could see the little henchman standing out in front of it, I believe. So I'm going to be working my way around behind him. If I'm able to, I will stick up my shotgun to the back of his head. Hopefully without alerting him until I speak to him. Let's make this two things. I think first is going to be, I want to see you roll plus cool to see how... How nice and calm you can stay as you try to sneak around. Oh, 13. And you are silent. Hell yeah. Were you silent or were you silenced? Silent. What is your aim as you put the gun up to the back of their head? I want to say stay the hell quiet. Let's do this as going aggro on someone. Oh boy. 10. So you actually open the driver's seat and prod your shotgun in first and then get in and close the door. And you see Bit just caves and raises his hands up. So Vicon, oui, monsieur. you have gathered your funds and you arrive with about one barter's worth of caps to give to Hive. Uh, here you are, sir. Uh, your 100 caps as usual. And I'm going to take that and offer to shake my hand with uh, Swan. I accept, and I reach out my hand and I grasp it firm, but like in like a delicate way. As I shake his hand, my index finger kind of strokes his wrist. Uh, and I'm going to get an 11 on uh, gathering some information. Oh, oh this is your ability. Uh, which one are you doing? This is... I'm just gonna do the in-brain puppet strings. You have a violation glove. So... (laughs) I feel violated. (laughs) This is a move that you would normally require lots of physical intimacy from. However, because of your violation glove, you can do it just on touch. So, you plant a command inside their mind. On a 10+, which you got, you hold 3. So... At your will, no matter the circumstances, you can spend your hold, again, you have three, to inflict one harm, or they take minus one to a roll right now. And if they fulfill the command you are implanting, that uses all of your remaining hold. So, 
What command are you implanting? Okay, it's going to be kill Fluffy. What the hell? <laughs> so you know Fluffy's here? He frequents this place often, and I do watch Fluffy secretly, so <gasps> I know that these two have a connection. Vicon, you have just been commanded to kill Fluffy. Meanwhile, Fluffy, you are in the cabin holding Bit hostage. What are you doing? I'm going to drive the hell home. <laughs> 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 you drive home with your hostage. Um, I've no Rourke Vicon. You just see the truck leave. Uh, I believe your ride is leaving without you. What is going on, my friend? And as you say that, you see Juice come out of the office. Hi, me, baby. Good to see you. What was that noise? Was that your ride? Maybe you should go oh. catch that. Come here, give me a hug. You know, I'm a, I'm a personal space kind of guy, but I, I do... Uh, boss! I do, boss! Hey, 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 boss! Boss! Yeah, what's... What? Um, where, where'd Bit go? What? Um... <laughs> Maybe you should go check that out. I mean, yes, but we have business, right? Here, here's your money. You know what? This has been good a little lately. Here's a little extra on top of it. Oh, not so fast, Juice. See, we've been uh, looking at your books and um, it looks like you're making more than you're nah, sharing. I don't know what books you've been looking at. My books are flawless. I mean, yes, there are a couple of businesses here and there that probably make a couple more profit, but you know, I give you everything that I owe you guys. Um, everything that I've earned. I mean, uh, most of it is just like floating around. A lot of it is favors, you know, calling in help from other people and all this. It's not money per se, more just like effort, you know, a little bit of time. But they do say time is money. So I guess you're kind of right on that aspect, but it's not like barter or anything. Jeez, I like you. And I don't want to make things difficult. So let's say I... You're gonna be here tomorrow? Yeah, I, I mean, you know where I am. I'll be here tomorrow. Great. And if I can't find you the next time I see you, you're dead. <laughs> but if I do find you here, I'm expecting the correct amount, right? Um, sure, yeah, you got it, huh? Beautiful. Now we've got work to do. When I pat Swan on the back, let's go. Uh, but of course, uh, go where exactly? <laughs> you have a vehicle? Unfortunately, my friend, I, I live where I work. Work and play are very much integrated here in my uh, my humble abode. So unfortunately, I do not have a vehicle uh, of any sort to uh, get around. But I know uh, Fluffy came here on his motorcycle, so uh, perhaps the keys are still there. <laughs> if you needed a ride, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. He's a very good friend of mine. The keys are in my pocket. All right, so if I look in, like, the parking lot, are there other vehicles there, too? And maybe Fluffy's bike? Yeah, you see Fluffy's bike and, let's say, two other, like, very run-down cars. Great. Let's start uh, working these up. We can hotwire them, or you can ask your clients for a little bit of a lending hand. We're a little slow this afternoon, so allow me to just uh, uh, check around and see if there are any clients that uh, would be uh, willing uh, to uh, help uh, someone that is... Uh, so well liked in the uh, Mad Dogs establishment. Uh, uh, un moment. Vicon uh, will uh, circle the room and check with the clientele that's around to see if anybody's willing to uh, lend their vehicle. The only client in here right now, because you have your employees, Antonio's here, a couple of the dancers are here. The only client you see is your absolute least favorite client. 
who is here all the time, and his name is Camus, and he is enjoying a dance. Um, Calypso, uh, if I could uh, just uh, borrow uh, Camus for a moment. Uh, mon cher, um, my uh, sincerest uh, apologies for interrupting your dance. Uh, I will make sure you get a, a little something on the house. Did you uh, happen to drive here this evening? I did. We uh, have a, a minor situation where someone needs a ride somewhere. I was wondering if I might be able to uh, procure the keys to your vehicle. Uh, that's a big ask, man. Why don't you roll plus cool for me? Oof. It's a three. Five because of the forward, I guess. Yeah, no can do, Mr. Man. I got some uh, errands to run later. I'm going to go over Kamun. I'm going to be like, you know how it is. I know you got some errands to run later. And they'll be they'll be back in no time. I mean, why don't you just lend them your car for now? Uh, enjoy your dance, you know? Maybe we'll get you a little something extra. I can probably talk to Calypso over here, you know? Are you attempting to help? Yes. <laughs> Roll plus your relationship with Vicomte. That is a 10. Okay, on a 10, they get plus two. So that brings you up to a seven, which is just barely a hit. <laughs> so, Camus is gonna look at you and go, I mean, I could lend you the vehicle if you offered me something in return. Let's just say I uh, could perhaps make it worth your while. I brush my hand from his shoulder down his torso and then kind of wide sweep the crotch area to like more trace my hand over the hip and then come back down through the inner thigh. And I am uh, trying to seduce. Give me a roll. Nine. Tell you what, I can afford it, but I'll take, I'll take the freebie. I'm also gonna need a favor from you. Alright, uh, name it. Let's just say it's TBD. Very well. And I take the keys and I bring them back to Hive. Good work, mate. Well, uh, I didn't seem to have uh, much of a choice in the situation, I suppose, but uh, yes, I, uh, I'm glad to help where I can. I'm gonna press to see what these keys go to. Ba 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 Exactly, you hear that. And it is a, a, a rusty vehicle. It actually doesn't have any doors, but it kind of looks like, imagine a, a hobbled together apocalyptic version of like a 98 Honda Civic. Okay, so seats four. Yeah. Let's see, so you free take that car. And I believe that this is Fluffy's motorcycle, is it not? And Fluffy doesn't seem to be here. So, with basic math, I think he's home. And I'm going to hotwire this if I can. Roll plus sharp? That is an eight. Okay, it starts up. If you turn it off, you're going to have to try to hotwire it again. All right. Follow me, gents. (laughs) So we see Noel and Rourke both pick up Swan. As they throw you into the back of the car, and then they both sit in the front. As I was being carried away, I uh, shout kind of over my shoulder as I'm being dragged off. Uh, Ricky, uh, make sure to uh, please uh, watch after the place while I am gone. Uh, make sure Glenn has everything he needs to uh, to bounce for the evening. Uh, you know how, See, how the customers... Papi, stay safe. I love you. <laughs> Ricky is the stage manager of the club performances and fills in for me when I'm not there in terms of management. He puts his hands to his cheek and looks at you being carried away and goes, oh, and he blows you a kiss. My, I, I assume they're kind of like, are they lifting me from the armpits or? I'm almost imagining they picked you up horizontal. Okay, great. Um, and 
because like picked me up horizontal, like my arms are kind of at my size, I can only bend from the elbow. So like I like reach where the kiss was kind of going and I kind of like grab it midair. Um, and then I pantomime putting it in one of my frock coat pockets. Incredible. And they shove you into the back as I hotwires the chopper. And we see the caravan head toward Fluffy's house. Fluffy, you arrive before them with bit at gunpoint. What are you doing? Get out, grab the bags, put it all back. Yeah, all right, man, whatever. He's like almost eerily calm as he begins moving the bags back. All right. And once he's done with that, like he's going to be between the hatch and me. I'm going to say, how do I get you punks to leave me the hell alone? You pay your fair share, bucko. And he draws his revolver. I shoot. Okay, and you both exchange harm. Oh, oh so shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. How much damage do you deal? Three harm, close, messy. Ooh. And I'm very close. Okay. He draws his revolver as you pump your shotgun, and both in unison. <laughs> You fire a blast. He is wearing this kind of Kevlar vest beneath his clothing that helps absorb some of the buckshot. But a lot of it sprays into like the shoulder region of his upper arm, leaving like a a pretty mangled, bloody mess as he falls to the ground. However, he manages to fire a shot for three harm into your thigh. Do you have any armor? I do. I have two armor. So you take one harm only. Roll plus harm. Seven. <laughs> so you fire this buckshot, and while the vest absorbs a lot of it around the vital organs, it sprays into his arm, and you think you, you maybe hear, like, the impacting of bone as he falls to the ground. But that one bullet enters your thigh, and you drop your shotgun Uh-oh. as the pain of the bullet makes you take a knee, and the shotgun falls to the ground. And as Bit falls to the ground as well, he manages to keep his grip on his revolver. He begins bleeding out. It's very quickly pooling underneath him. And he points the revolver at your head. And he says, leave it there. I'm going to whip up my magnum from my other pocket and shoot him. Okay, he is going to shoot you first. You go to draw the magnum. He sees that movement, shoots you in the shoulder. You lose control of that arm as it splays out. You don't grab the magnum. And now you are beginning to bleed out as well. Back away. I'm going to jump on top of him and roll into the pit. Ooh, okay. Roll hard? That's a 10. So that's a full success. You grab him from a distance. This might look inappropriate as you leap atop him and then roll into the pit with your bags of bottle caps. You feel some of those perforated edges dig into one of your shoulders as you lie there. Ah! And he is in really bad shape as some of his blood begins to pour onto you. I'm going to use blood crazed. Okay, what does that do? Whenever I inflict harm, I inflict an additional plus one harm. I'm going to punch him in the wound that I made from the shotgun. Just stick my <laughs> fist right in there. Oh, okay. You punch into uh, his arm, I guess, and then you grab it and pop it out of its socket. And he just passes out immediately. Sweet. You get the feeling that if he is not tended to very quickly, he is likely going to bleed out in the next few minutes. Good. I'm going to walk out of the pit and lock the door behind me. Okay. Oh, before I do, I'm going to booby trap the entrance to it as well. And so you begin to set up a booby trap. Roll plus sharp for me. 
Ten. Ten. Okay. You begin setting up the booby trap, even though you're bleeding, you're limping across, and you manage to set up one tripwire. But before you can close the door, you hear a caravan arriving. And who leads it but your very own chopper with Hive atop it? Uh, I'll finish the job of locking the door behind me, though. So you shut the garage door and turn to face Hive as he gets off your motorcycle. I'm going to motion for everyone in the car to start charging in the garage, and I'm going to get behind the truck. Fluffy, as you are closing the garage, you turn to see Hive getting off the motorcycle, and as you turn to face him, you are immediately rushed by these two massive goons who load up shotguns and aim it directly at you. Vicon, you are in the backseat of the car watching. And at this point, I am going to roll Just Give Me a Motive, which is one of my special maestro moves. I name somebody who might conceivably eat, drink, or otherwise ingest something I've touched. If it's an NPC, I roll plus hard. If it's a PC, I roll plus history. On a 10 plus, they do, and they suffer four harm, which is armor piercing. On a seven to nine, it's two harm armor piercing. And on a miss, several people of the MC's choice, maybe including your guy, maybe not, get it, and all suffer three harm armor piercing. Okay. So let's see how this... And the person I'm naming... Is fluffy. Oh. <gasps> Be calm. Plus <laughs> um, the history brings it to a twelve. And fluffy, as these buff people charge you, aim their shotguns at you. You feel a rumbling in your tummy, and you remember the glass of water you had back at the thought bucket. And your stomach begins to stir as you go, oh Oh boy. And all of a sudden, you begin vomiting blood on the ground. And as you do, you pass out, seemingly dead unless someone cares for you. Great. Life is now untenable. And Hive, you see Noel and Rourke look at you like they're holding their shotguns and they go, I have carried out the command that was given to me. Please. I wish no more part in this. Right. Off you go then. Bye-bye. You can go home now. You can walk home too. Thank you. I start the hour's walk back to my establishment. So, we go in the garage. All right then. Open up. And just wave at them to do it. Okay, and we see both Noel and Rourke go up to the garage door and begin lifting it in that deadlift motion like they did earlier. However, as the door lifts, it trips the wire that Fluffy had set earlier, and they take four messy damage. So, Noel gets blasted, like, hole through the center. Rourke gets a huge blast out of, like, the upper left chunk of her body she falls back in agonizing pain screaming most likely gonna die in a few minutes but still not that going oh, 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 no. oh. is the hatch open no but you can go open it can i ask mom to see if it's booby trap go for it okay that's a 13. You reach out into the maelstrom again, and mom goes, Mom knows why you're calling at this point. You, ne- you never call just to say hi. You're always asking for something. And she says, 
The harm is done. The harm is done. I guess. Yes, you're fine. Thanks, Mum. You're welcome. Cheers. Maybe call and say hi sometime, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll open it. As he's going for the hatch, I heard the explosion of the tripped garage. I come running back. I see him going into the garage post-explosion, the two bodies. I immediately run over, I grab Fluffy, and I drag him over to the vehicle, also grabbing the keys from one of the goons because they yes. definitely had the keys. I put his body in the back, secure wait, him as wait, best wait, as I can, can I stop I him before the car, and I drive off. This is so much, I'm this is so much. Hold on, you're I'm doing too many things. It. You're dragging bodies, you're starting cars. Let me, <laughs> yeah. let me, let me do something, let me do something. Well, it doesn't have doors, so you wouldn't really hear him putting it in there unless Plaza's going, ah! But dragging a body is like, undercover the explosion, it's brilliant. Vicom, this is a dangerous situation. Yeah. So I'm gonna say you can attempt to grab Fluffy and the keys, but you're gonna have to roll doing it under fire. Okay. So you have to roll plus cool. You got this. A five plus two, seven. Okay, so you flinch, hesitate, or stall. So here's what happens. You begin to run for Fluffy, and then fear grabs a hold of you, and Hive turns to look at you. A hand above his weapon. How do you respond? Oh, mon cher, I heard the explosion and I came over and I needed to uh, to look at uh, what was going on with these poor people. You're just going to leave your friends to die. We need to give them medical attention. You're right. Come help me. But your friends are right here in front of me. I, I'm the one that's about to help. Don't you worry. Come help me. Put him in a truck. Okay, yes. Uh, but of course I will. Uh, I will help you move them to the truck. So I start like moving the other two first into the into the truck. And while he's moving him, I'm going to put a hand on his shoulder. Okay. And brain puppet string. Roll for that. So that is a 7. On a 7, you hold 1. So you can implant that command and at will you can inflict one harm or they take minus 1 right now. What command are you implanting? Go home. I am going to uh, choose to resist that command. Uh, he'll take one harm. Vicon, you hear the command, go home. And as you resist, it's almost like your soul is fighting you. And you feel a sharp twist <laughs> inside of you in a way that you can't even describe as you take one armor-piercing damage. <sighs> okay. I, like, quickly, like, kind of move away because he touched me and then I felt that way. So I, I I know something's up, and I'm like, what the fuck did you just do to me? So I pull out a hidden knife. Go home, mate. You're done here. Oh, mon cher. A little blade like that is not uh, exactly uh, something new to my line of work. I've seen something like that. It's very cute, in fact. But uh, I have to say... Uh, how about you deal with your people and I'll deal with mine and we go our separate ways. Yeah, mon cher? And I just, without question, start trying to pick up the body and of Fluffy and drag him over to the car. And I'm going to throw a knife at him while he's doing that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Leave me alone. I am leaving you alone. I am walking away from the situation with the body. That's my car. How much harm do you deal? Two. And I have one armor, so it's just one. And we see a knife bury itself in Vicomte's arm. <laughs> I take the knife out and I pocket it and I keep dragging <laughs> and I keep dragging the body away, keeping my eye on him so that way I'm prepared. My love. You keep dragging Fluffy. However, at this moment, Hive, 
backup arrives. You see two more of your trucks arrive at the sea. <laughs> Damn it. Almost got away. And who steps out of it but Grunt. And Grunt goes, What the hell is going on here? Well, it's about bloody time, mate. Two casualties for a fucking bike shop? Three casualties. <laughs> I told you, 75%. We need him to continue producing. You think killing him is the way to do it? You want the money, it's in there. Go ahead. No, shut up. And he shoots you in the leg. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, John's mad at me. He got him. And you take three damage. Uh, Do you have armor? I have armor. One armor. He fires a shot into your leg. Some of the armor absorbs it. But you take a knee as you are dealt two damage. And out of the second truck, you see Mad Dog himself come out. Completely silent and in a rage. Dragging Juice by the hair. Hey guys, good to see you. Oh dear. Not too much trouble, but uh, help me. If you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. Grunt, line them up. This has been Dungeons and Trippus Wasteland. This episode featured the vocal talents of Michael Pisani as Vicon Swan, Nicholas Benetados as Hive, TJ Berry as The Juice, and Nicholas Palazzo as Fluffy. Giancarlo Herrera was your GM, with editing by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera, and sound design by Nicholas Benetados. If you want to support the show, consider checking out patreon.com slash where you get access to exclusive benefits like fun merch, early access to season three of Dungeons and Drimbus, our Discord, and much more exclusive content. See you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space. Multiverse. Stars. One stars. One star reviews. Join Negative Nancy and Chatbot aboard the Space Windu as they bring you the worst one star reviews from all across the universe. I'm supposed to say that we promise to bring you the very best one star reviews from all across the multiverse. But you know what? I don't believe it. I don't believe that for one second. I'm rating my driver Marcus one star. Not for his driving ability, but instead for his disloyalty and cowardice. Lackluster moon vacations. A can of beans. Abandoned malls. Cat beds that don't come in human sizes. Dragon stuff. Come have a laugh back at the one star reviewers. Listen to the one stars wherever you get your podcasts.